and welcome to Learn English with Football World Cup Special. And because this is a World Cup Special, we have a special guest here. It's Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Hi, Luke. How are you? Hi, Zdenek. I'm very well, thanks. It's a grey day, pouring with rain. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because we're going to sit here and talk about football for at least the next, what, 20 minutes? That's going to be a challenge to, to keep it to 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, it's good. The World Cup started. It's a bit of a problematic one this year. But anyway, it is the World Cup. So yeah, I'm into that. I'm happy to talk about it. Thank you for inviting me on. How are you? Very, uh, you're very welcome, first of all. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm great. Thanks. Good. And, um, obviously, I need to ask you this very important question to start with. Mm -hmm. So are you doing any episodes about football on your podcast, Luke? Well, people keep asking me this, of course. I keep getting comments and messages saying, you know, are you going to do episodes about the World Cup? And yes, so I definitely want to do that. It's a kind of a tradition. I've been doing that for, well, all the World Cups that have happened while I've done this podcast. And um, so the thing is, I've already got like um, some episodes in the pipeline and they've already got numbers on them. So if, and it's a, I'm near episode 800. So I've got episode, I did episode 798 today. That went up. Next week, it's going to be 799. And wow. then... Obviously, I can't just do episode 800 as about the World Cup. That doesn't quite work, okay. does it? You think? It works well, for me. <laughs> what I was thinking of doing is is doing some sort of, I don't know, ep ramble for episode 800. So I think the World Cup ones will be bonus episodes that won't have numbers on them. Yeah. So the World Cup one might go up, I don't know, next or the one after. Who knows? But it won't have a number on it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to do some stuff about the World Cup. Although, as I mentioned before... It's a bit of a problematic one this time. There are some some people I know are boycotting the the World Cup and um, really, yeah, yeah. I understand. I completely understand why. Uh, it is a bit. Of, I'm I'm feeling very conflicted about all those issues. Um. So yeah, anyway, a lot of people are. Yeah, I, I'm also conflicted about it, but it's impossible for me not not to watch it. It's just I can't. I have to watch it. It's world. It's the World Cup. Yeah, and also I talk about football on on my YouTube channel, and I I, I teach uh, people through football these days. So I have to I have to keep up to date with it, and also yeah, you know maybe that if that makes me hypocrite, but I've already explored this all of these issues um, in one of the previous. You have videos. yeah. Okay, but, so that's been dealt with. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we should we should keep talking about it for sure. Uh, it's um, but it's, think, it's really it's really complicated, isn't it? Like, it's not very straightforward either. Well, I mean, you know, basically, yeah, it's taken the edge off it definitely for me, and also the fact it's happening in in November is a bit weird. But um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, the problem is, of course, there's like you know what three three main things. There's the the treatment of uh, like uh, homosexual people, uh, which is completely illegal, and you know. And so on. Um, it's illegal there's... here. It's illegal here. Well, right? exactly. So, exactly. This is another point to be made, yeah. which is that, in fact, we we look around in the World Cup, and there are loads of countries where homosexuality is illegal, and loads of places where, um, like the prevailing culture in the West, where FIFA is based, um, yeah. would dis would disagree quite strongly with those things. Um, so there's yeah, there's human rights violations going on all over the place. 
We could name plenty of countries uh, where there are all sorts of problems and um, violations of human rights and gender rights and all sorts of other things. Um, and so, yeah, to what extent do we let this pass because of football? You know, and and the World Cup is supposed to be all about bringing people together and when host when nations host the world cup it's supposed to help them develop and it's supposed to be a broadly positive uh endeavor right that's the kind of idea there's certain principles behind it but it seems the way that sort of the way that it's done and dealt with it's it's like they don't care about those things one bit you know this is just the world's most popular sport and they're going to squeeze as much juice out of it as they possibly can and you know yeah. just look at the last couple of world cups that it, it was in russia and then and now in qatar it's like oh, okay hello we see where your principles are then so yeah that's infuriating and sort of it's a pity really because uh, yeah, we just want to be able to enjoy our football and these bastards are off you know uh, sort of um, doing all their corrupt things that they're doing and, uh, and so on There's there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix, yeah, that has recently been released. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called FIFA Uncovered. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend uh, uh, having a look at that, and you learn a lot about FIFA and what it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's kind of it's well dodgy, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's just it's like gangsterism. It's it's, it's mafia. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's just. And these are the There's people no who, way, you know, to put it nicely, honestly. Yeah. And uh, th these are the people who are in charge of football. And it's like, guys, come on. Yeah. Sometimes it makes you wonder, like, am I, am I, some, why am I even watching it then? Does it mean I'm supporting this by, by being interested in football? And, you know, and mm. it's, it makes you think, some, makes you wonder. Yeah. It's like a philosophical and, question. <laughs> and also, at what point will we say, okay, enough is enough? You know, like we do love watching 22 men kicking a football around a green rectangle for 90 minutes. I mean, we do love that, you know, uh, we love to see who's the best. Right. I mean, that is compelling stuff. Which country's the best? But when are we going to say, all right, well, you know what? I'm willing to forego that excitement because I just think that these things are too important. So, yeah. Yeah, we all feel a bit dirty and degraded by this whole experience, frankly, because here we are talking about all this stuff. And then we're like, but anyway, let's talk yeah. about the way they kicked the ball. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's really it's, hard. It's really hard. But it only I wish to show I, that everyone is a hypocrite in a way. right? It's, it's almost impossible not to be a hypocrite in this world. Yeah, but you're sort of it's it's not our fault, is it? I mean, it's like if they could just stop being naughty. That would make life so much better and easier for everyone. Instead, we're just being sort of forced into this corner. Um, yeah, but anyway, anyway, um, it's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to know how to to deal with it and to talk exactly. about it and move on and all the rest of it. Exactly. Um, I would just like to say I, I would just prefer it if in this world people were just nicer to each other and didn't sort of um, uh, persecute each other for whatever reason, and that there was a bit more fairness. You know, and um, and and that FIFA were a better representation of this wonderful game of football that we love so much. And so, in the spirit of our appreciation of the game, we will continue and we'll be here to represent some level of fairness and and uh, good faith, right? 
uh, amongst all of the corruption and the greed and and everything else. Yeah, that's why I think most people mean no harm. That's the thing, right? So we we all have our perspectives. I I certainly think I'm trying I'm trying to be fair about all this, but then I make mistakes when I talk about this, and 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 people mis misinterpret me as well. And it's just my perspective, right? Or European Eurocentric perspective as well, right? Little bit. Let's be honest. So it's really hard to talk about this even and to approach it in the right way. You know, I try mm. to be inclusive for me. I, I can't stand racism, discrimination in any form uh, or violation of human rights. So I stand I stand for that. But then, the, yeah, the workers, of course. Yeah, but it's not just that. But then you have people in countries where they have a different outlook and then they consider whatever is happening in our part of the world as uh, unfair to them. Why is it that they are poor, so poor they don't, they don't have even money to 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 buy food and they, they're starving and all that? They, they, they have parts of the world like that and then they're going to point out to, the, to what has what has happened in the past, what happened in the past, right? Uh, slavery and uh, colonization and it's all so polit political. I don't think you can avoid yeah. thinking about it in this kind of way. Yeah? So uh, Weirdly, there's an argument which is that expressing these concerns and suggesting that the World Cup shouldn't be in Qatar and and so on, imposing those sorts of ideologies and cultural norms on, on this other culture. Some people would say it's even an act of cultural imperialism. Mm. It's some sort of new form of imperialism where instead of actually going there, um, you know, you impose all your values on the place in, instead. And if they don't sort of play by the rules of those values, then they don't get to be part of the, the the party you know they don't get to host the world cup and so on and so forth maybe having the world cup there will somehow temper the extreme the extremism that happens there's also religion involved it's a bloody yeah. minefield yeah. isn't it this, yeah, this topic yeah. um but you know we said what we've said that um you know we're here to kind of talk about football and and you know, with the hope, holding the flag for fairness and uh, reasonable behaviour and treatment of others, um, let's not let that deny us our, our football, shall we? Exactly. So now that this is out of the way, let's talk about football. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you are I digested England. that one. Oh, it went down a little difficult, but am I supporting England? Yeah, of course, of course, I am. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm yeah, I'm keenly supporting England as usual. Um what else is there to be said about that? I mean, that's what you'd expect. I was always wondering all... why you're actually more interested mm. in international football rather than club football, Luke. Why is mm. that? Um, I think that with the club football is because I never um attached myself to one club because I moved around a bit when I was younger. And never sort of, sort of, yeah, attached myself to a club, which is against the rules of football. Yeah, uh, of being a football fan, you have to have a club. You know, like, oh, who do you support? Oh, you've got to name a club, and Tottenham. also you've got to have. Sorry, Tottenham. Tottenham. Um, well, I did support Tottenham for a while, and and because uh, I lived in London, and I found a Tottenham armband, wristband, sweatband in the park, and it had Tottenham, and now it had Spurs written on it. And so I became a Spurs fan and I had like a little poster in a Spurs t-shirt and stuff. And then we moved away when I was like eight or nine years old 
to a different part of the country in the middle of nowhere. Coventry City was the local club, and I just couldn't bring myself to support them. Mm. Um, and maybe it was the kind of the pale blue t-shirts. I don't know, but um, and then uh, nineteen eighty nine, Nottingham Forest got through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup. And I was, it was brilliant. And they played really, really well. And they had an interesting manager, Brian Clough. And my dad said, if they get to the final, we'll go. One of those sort of dad things. Yeah. You know, if we get to the five, if Forrest get to the final, son, we'll go to the final. So I instantly became a Forrest fan. The next year, they did get to the final and we went to, to see them. So I was, of any team, it was Forrest 1989 to 1993, pretty much. Well, they're um, back in the Premier League now. So. Yeah, and I completely lost interest in 1993 when I started to be interested in other things. And so I've got no idea anything at all about Nottingham Forest. I'm not a fan. Uh, I like Liverpool these days. I just uh, like the team and I like the story and like the city. Uh, but yeah, that maybe that's the reason I don't. Uh, I'm more interested in international football because my club is England, you know, Um Basically, I'm an England supporter, uh, so that and that's when I always tune into football. I don't have like the TV channel for watching the Premiership, so I just tune in for the World Cup. Thanks. So you tune into the World Cup. So I tune I in for I tune in for the for the World Cup. You know, yeah. um, in order to yeah. So I, I tune out of football during the season, and then I tune in um, when the World Cup or the Euros happen. Okay, so. I assume you saw the match against Iran. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was a nice surprise. I was expecting England to win maybe 1-0, something like that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like Iran were going to park the bus. There's a nice expression for you. I thought that Iran would just park the bus and that England would be their usual sort of conservative, unimaginative selves. But actually, no, it was uh, full of goals. Yep. And promising a nice good positive start which is always good because in my experience england normally start these competitions fairly lackluster mm -hmm. and you know get maybe a one nil win or a draw or some other boring result yeah. and sort of like crawl through to the second round get a fluky uh, victory over some country that's desperate to to get into the quarterfinals but and has never done in their history and england just sort of like casually brush them aside in some fortunate manner and then get smashed out by a big team uh, on penalties. That's normally what happens. Uh, but no, this is great. Wow, pow. Big goal goal uh, display. Um, and a good start. What do you think? Yeah, I've, I think 6-2. Yeah, what else You know, can you wish for, honestly? 7-2? Um, 6-0? I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but good point, yeah. You can't, yes, uh, can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, and uh, now the question really is how far can you go and can you even win the tournament? Oh. Well, with Argentina's loss, surprise loss to Saudi Arabia last night, then that's that's a little boost in for England in the right direction. I mean, Saudi Arabia, they are, sorry to any Argentina fans, but I think you're going to be okay. But Saudi Arabia, um, they are the second, like they're the, Uh, not the worst ranked team, but the the one just above the worst. Okay, uh, so pretty poor team. But I don't know how they managed to beat Argentina for goodness' sake. 
But that did seem to give England a boost. But I wonder if England have got the sort of depth and class and flair that you need to compete with teams like Brazil. Um, you know, if it's England versus Brazil, you're going to go Brazil every time. But who knows? England might might meet France in the semi-final if we get that far. That would be a fantastic clash. I'd love to see that, obviously, living in France. But I think we've got a chance of beating France. It's still football. As we say, the ball is round. <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are not my biggest favorite. No, I think there is a lot of no. pressure on on your team. That's why, like, I think there's so much pressure on you, and I I'm not sure I'm not sure that you can handle it. I'm sorry. Like, no, I, know I agree. You, I know that you did a great job in Russia. You got to the semis, and then you obviously you lost on penalties to Italy in the European uh, Championship. Yeah. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. When I see the defense, I'm I'm still not convinced. I, you have got some fantastic player, in particular, uh, Bukayo Saka from Arsenal and Declan Rice. Those are my two favorite players from mm -hmm. the team. Mm -hmm. um, Declan Rice of West Ham. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure your yeah. team is well balanced, you know? Like there are some positions where players are out of form, don't even play for the club, like Maguire or. Not sure about Shaw either. So, yeah, of course, it's England. It's shaky. England's always a bit nervy and a bit shaky. And, you know, uh, it's like we're playing on wooden stilts. Like we can easily just sort of like come crashing to the ground. Um, but well, um, we'll see. Kane we'll doesn't see. seem to be. I mean, Kane, did he? He didn't score, did he? Uh, but Kane is, Kane is, you know, he's, he's a world class player. I'm, I'm not worried about Kane. No. He's not scoring. He's going to score. You get a penalty. It's a goal. You don't. You don't even have to. I watch. think England has got a good, good attacking um, set of players. You know, there's like several. We've got several groups, as we saw against Iran, the the lot that came on in the second half. Uh, but you're right. I think the defence is a bit of a problem. What's up with uh, Maguire then? What's the deal with him? Well, he doesn't play because there's what, a new why not? manager at uh, Manchester United, Eric Ten Hag. You have to pronounce it with Den Haag. Haag. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Dutch, Dutch, uh, yeah. Dutch, Dutchman. Yeah. And, um, well, he doesn't really favor him. And uh, Gareth Southgate has been very loyal to him, despite a lot of criticism from the media, from the fans. He's, he has become one of, like, he's become almost like a scape, scapegoat or, or, no, like, it has been, it has been like a witch hunt on Megwire. Yeah. Like, by the media, by the fans, it's not. It's kind of nasty, like almost like bullying. You know, um, why? So what? Why not? He he, why? he comes across a little bit clumsy as a player. He's like this yeah. big guy, you know. And well, he he, a, he doesn't kick the ball that well. Like, he's great in the yeah, air, but then on the, it's I, he's not that good with his feet. Well, he's a defender, right? So I think he is. I wouldn't say his passing is the worst or anything. For me, it's the. The fact that he's kind of slow, right? So he, mm -hmm. he, we're talking about modern football here. He, he might be too slow for it. He's like the old-fashioned kind of player yeah. or defender, yeah. So, yeah. But fair enough. He played really well actually in this game against Iran, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anything okay. can happen, Zdenek. Anything can happen. <laughs> exactly. As you said, the ball is round. Exactly. Um, but um, I don't know. 
honestly. No, I don't expect them to go through to the end. Uh, I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're going to win the group. I think that's pretty sure. It was lucky that uh, USA and Wales drew, pretty much securing England's passage through to the second round. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we do against the other two teams, Wales and USA. Hopefully we will beat uh, USA. And then we will sort of like let way. I don't know what was going to happen with Wales, but obviously I've got a soft spot for Wales. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that they progress as well into the second round. Don't really care about the USA because they call it soccer. So I don't care about, about their team. Um, okay. Cause they're disrespecting the, the game of, <laughs> of football calling it soccer. <laughs> by calling it. No, not soccer. Soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. Are well, you guys like soccer? That's awesome. You know, just, no, sorry. Um, so um, USA can can stay in the group, yeah. but uh, Wales and England, yes, we're going to progress. And uh, I don't know what happens next. Who would we likely uh, face in the second round? I'm not. I'm not sure, but there is already um, it's like a predicted um, playoffs three. Like, I, a three. like that, it's it's already it's already. It's like the runner up of a of a nearby group, isn't it? Are you are know. you having a look? Are you looking? I, 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 I don't know. I can I can. No, you're find just sitting. You're just sitting uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> there was me the thinking old, old you were time. checking it out, and you're just sitting what there. Did you expect Luke? Who is? <laughs> I'm just listening to you. <laughs> Sorry. Who is England likely to face in the playoffs? Let's see if, if Google. Well, fixture um, predictions. Let's, let's see what Google says. Right. Um, okay. Uh, Toughest opponent, Ned Netherlands. The Netherlands or most likely opponent, Senegal. There you go. Uh, what Senegal probably? Senegal, yeah, probably right. Senegal. And it's it's it depends like what happens, right? So Qatar, yeah. we we assume will not qualify, and then um, you have got Ecuador, who who beat Qatar. So it, it, I think it's going to be it, we assume assuming that the Netherlands, who have already beaten Senegal two 0 mm. assuming mm. they win the group. Mm. And you win yours, so we you're not gonna face each other. And then it's who whoever is going to finish second in that group. So it will most likely be Senegal or Ecuador. Okay. Unless something happens and it's Qatar, it's, you never you never know, right? It so. sounds like pretty normal World Cup stuff for England, Ecuador or Senegal. Um, Senegal probably the tougher of the two teams. Um, although Mane is he is he Senegalese? Yeah, but he's yeah, but he's out. He's out. He's injured. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did big try. blow there for Senegal as uh, their top striker, Liverpool's <coughs> Mane is uh, X, sorry X yeah. X. X. Yeah, he's now he's now in Bayern Munich. Oh, is he? Munich, I should say yeah. shows how much I know. <laughs> um, so no, it's, a, it's a big blow for them, obviously, and but they still have some really good players there, and they are. The um, Afcon holders, yeah. So right, yeah, tough team. That will that will be a chance for England to show uh, their true colours at this exactly. this tournament. And, you know, and let's be honest, a lot of teams they want to they they have extra motivation <clears throat> against England. It's just there. What yeah. everyone does, though, don't they? Everyone hates well, England yeah, these because days. Yeah, you're considered the cradle of football, and also uh, obviously the Premiership. You know, everybody watches it, and and we everybody knows England players, and 
I think there's always extra extra motivation against England. Might be plus, the same against the USA because of the political reasons, you know, and stuff plus like we're that. the colonial bastards, aren't we? That everyone wants to defeat out of a deep-seated sense of revenge over our past uh, <laughs> colonial history. Uh, especially the closer you get, the closer you get to to us to England, the more. Uh, passionately uh, people despise uh, our team like in you know in the UK so when I when I was at university before I went to university I was just in my family and whatever my friends in England and of course whenever England played football on TV everyone was supporting England I went yeah. to university in Liverpool ended up living with a Scottish guy two Northern Irish guys and a couple of English people and an Italian guy and it, I watched football, watched England play football with them, and it was it was like horrific. They were supporting the other team. I couldn't believe it, all of them. Mm. Um, and uh, they were like cussing the English players and stuff. And I was like, <gasps> a wake up call. People, other countries don't like England, except maybe like Japan and a few other nations. But um, it's like, but, oh yeah, of course, you've got your own football team, haven't you? But the good news is they all love English. The language, so. the English language. Yeah, they love to learn the language so they can then use it to criticize the football <laughs> team and the food and the weather. Possibly. <laughs> anyway, last <laughs> question, Luke. We don't have so much time, so uh -huh. I want to ask you. you. Mentioned you're living in France, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's common knowledge. If anybody listens not, to your, it's no secret. I'm not giving my address, but you, I'll tell you, yeah. France. If anybody Paris. listens to your podcast, like I do, we we all know this, of course. Yeah. But what do you think of France's chances of winning the tournament then? I think they've got a reasonable chance. People seem to be suggesting that they'll make it through to the final on their side of the, on our side of the, I don't know, whatever. But uh, people seem to think they'll get to the final. Uh, but they they might have to play Belgium. We Have Belgium played yet? They haven't, have they? Uh, no. They no. Haven't. So we haven't no. seen sort of an example of what form they're in. But Belgium could be a tough team to beat, as we know. People don't seem to be quite as excited about them this year as they were in the previous tournaments yeah. recently. They're getting a little bit old, yeah. They, but they, they still have some quality players, though. So I wouldn't underestimate them a bit, like Kevin De Bruyne, you know. And, yeah. yeah, De Bruyne yeah. is sort of like the best midfielder he's, in the world or something, yeah. isn't he? One of the best players in the world, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but sort of people a few maybe four four years ago or something, people were like, you know what? I think I fancy Belgium for this one. They're not, you know, people were tipping them as like one of the best teams in the world. Um, so anyway, they're gonna they might have to face Belgium um in a semi-final. I don't know, anyway, anyway. But France, yeah, so they could go all the way. They could do. They looked pretty good yesterday against Australia, despite conceding an early goal. But um they look they look pretty good. I mean, obviously they've got a problem in the midfield because they're missing a couple of key players. Um Pogba mm. and Kante. Um, Kante. Yeah. Who are and really now, important for them. Exactly. And now uh, Karim Benzema also got injured. Yes. I think one day before before the World Cup started, something like that. Suspiciously con uh, conveniently checked out of the World Cup in Qatar. I don't know what that's about. Uh, a questionable character mm. uh, is Benzema. Yeah. Uh, but mm. but uh, anyway, um, yeah, so France have got have lost a couple of key midfield players and they're really, really good and important players. So can they do it without them? Probably not. Probably not, to be honest. Um, if it, when it comes down to it, I mean, who, who's going to win this? Brazil, probably. Um, 
it depends. If Argentina get their act together, they could do it. Well, they, Germany, they Germany. It's going to be hard. Germany is Germany, right? So Yeah, it's always, you know, Germany normally wins this sort of situation, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> Belgium, we've said a bit old. France, they've got no midfield. England, just a bit sort of wobbly. Um, who else is there? Who are, Netherlands are potentially quite strong. Yeah. Oh, we mentioned Belgium, and they are actually in the second place of the FIFA world ranking. They are? Yeah. So... It, it goes. It goes. Brazil, Belgium, Argentina, France, England, Italy, and they're not even in it. Yeah, <laughs> big big drop off, isn't there, between f five and six on the list? It's like kind of like in terms of in terms of quality. Uh, Brazil, Belgium, uh, Argentina, France, England. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making fun of any Italian that's listeners. Okay. I think they, they they're getting a lot of this, and now and and obviously it's your it's your revenge. After, after exactly you, after you lost the, the yeah, you've got the Euros. Oh, you should be happy. Now sit down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we so I don't know who. I don't, sorry, I don't know who else is 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 a potential uh, winner of this. Spain Canada, Canada. Now. I'm back in Canada. I, I've got another soft spot for Canada, I have to say, because yeah. it's, not, it's not often that you see Canada in the World Cup, eh? You know, you never see Canada up there. So uh, that's nice. I hope that Canada do exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. But sorry, you were saying I, I was I No, I was mentioning that. Spain. That it, People don't, don't seem to mention them. Like, actually, Portugal, like when the Czech Republic played them in the Nations League, the Portugal looked so much better than Spain. Yeah, that's ah, that's right. We haven't mentioned them, yeah. Spain and Portugal. Because it looks like Portugal have a better team right now, and yeah. Spain have a young team, but mm -hmm. they're still Spain. They can play football, so you know they can play football. That's right. That's how they got in the competition. They know the rules. They've <laughs> the been shown. <laughs> they've been shown the rules. So, um, what's what's up with uh, Ronaldo? What's he doing? I think that would be that. That's, a that's story another episode for, for another, another time because that would take like another thirty minutes to talk. <laughs> Ronaldo and his interview with Piers Morgan and all that. I'm sure Sorry. you have heard it. I'm sure you have heard some bits of pieces of that. I don't actually know specifically what he said, but I think it's something like "I'm great" and Manchester United doesn't realize how great I am. And Manchester United is like, "See ya." Seem to be a bit harsh. Yeah, he's just Ronaldo. An ego yeah. maniac, an excellent player, and undoubtedly one of the best players that have ever played football. But he's also an ego maniac. Yeah, I thought he was all right for about five minutes. You know, when he moved the Coke bottles out of the way, I was like, "Ah, oh, Ronaldo's all right." But no, he's apparently he's a dick. So, you know, yeah. there you go. I mean, this is like the equivalent of him stripping his shirt off and showing his body, isn't it? It's just like now he's getting getting towards middle age. He can't keep doing that, so he has to go on Piers Morgan and sort of do the same thing but with words what can i say i'm, I'm conflicted about that player just like i'm about the world cup luke it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here it got out of hand as as we expect <laughs> because yes. I, I, whenever i do this i'm like i want to keep it only up to 15 20 minutes max but then if i invite luke never never have me <laughs> i'm sorry uh, okay. thank it's you for inviting to... me my Thanks point. for inviting me. It's been it's been great. I love talking about football, even though I don't follow a club. I do love talking about football. Uh, I will be doing more of this. Um, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now. That's fantastic. So we can find these episodes on your website. These episodes about uh, football. The, 
the 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 ones the potential uh future episodes you will be able to find them uh on luke's english podcast Great. get it wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> fantastic thanks again luke and um have a good one and now Cheers. now i'm going to obviously do the language corner bit so stay tuned for that thanks luke bye All right. So I hope you guys liked the interview with Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. And in this part of the show, I'm going to go through some interesting vocabulary and clarify it to you. I have got six items of vocabulary. There are some idioms, some words, verbs, and stuff. Kind of a mixed bag. I hope you guys like it. Let's get started. At the beginning, uh, we talked about some of the issues surrounding this World Cup. And um, Luke said that hosting the World Cup is supposed to be considered a broadly positive endeavor. So I'm looking at the word endeavor here. What does it mean? What does endeavor mean? It's like an attempt to achieve something, to achieve an aim. It's, it's a try to do something. I was looking for some interesting synonyms. And uh, this is what I found. Venture, attempt, try, effort. And for me, it's it, the way Luke used it in this context, it also sounds similar to the word initiative. Okay? So what do you think? Is this an interesting endeavor? Is this a positive endeavor? What do I mean by this? Recording these videos where I am explaining and clarifying vocabulary from context from the actual interview yeah you can also write comments using this vocabulary that i'm teaching you here okay then later i asked luke did you see the match against iran and um he said he did of course and um, he also talked about his expectations he said i thought that they were gonna park the bus they meaning the iranians so if you park the bus, it's, it's quite, quite a cliche phrase used in football. And uh, it's, I don't know if it's used outside football, to be honest with you. It's mainly for football. And if you park the bus, you use a very defensive tactic. Yeah? You, you defend a lot. You all, almost all your players are on your half and you play on breaks and you don't really venture out much. Yeah? You stay back. You sit back, as we say, so to park the bus. Can you think of some teams in the Premier League or uh, on the international scene as well that tend to park the bus? If you can think of anyone, again, you can leave comments as well. Obviously, usually the teams that park the bus are the underdogs because they don't have so much quality, so they need to compensate by playing more cautiously, more carefully. And sometimes it yields results. Yeah, we have seen a lot of examples when teams park the bus and then they manage to score on the counterattack. So that's to park the bus. Okay, then uh, we were discussing England's possible opponents in the, in the playoffs, in the knockout stages. And um, it looks like the most likely opponent is either Ecuador or Senegal. Okay, um, so that's what I told Luke. It looks like it's going to be Senegal. 
And Luke responded by saying, tough team. Yeah, tough team. That will be a chance for England to show their true colors. So this is an idiom, to show your true colors, an idiom. An idiom is an expression in the language where if you look at the individual words, they don't have the literal meaning, rather than that they, they have a new meaning as, as a group of words. So if you show your true colors, uh, that essentially here, it means that you, you show your real character. In, in this particular case, it means that you show, you show what you are really made of as a team. Yeah. Often this one is used in a negative sense as well. If someone shows their true colors, it's used when perhaps uh, someone was not behaving in the way that sort of reflects who they really are. And then at some point they show their true colors. You know, they do something not very nice, let's say something mean, and then you can say, ah, this is who they really are. So often it's used in this kind of way, but the way Luke used it, I think it's just, it just means to show your real character. Okay, moving on. And uh, yeah, we were talking about the fact that everyone hates England. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, um, nations sort of countries don't really like england and when they play against them they have extra motivation to perform to show that they can compete against england okay and uh, i um suggested a reason for this uh, by saying yes because they are the cradle of football so if you are the cradle of something that means that it was your country where something was made right it, it it's your country your country was the place where something started. Can I think of more examples? Something ridiculous, I guess. America was the cradle of capitalism. I don't know if it's even true, but <laughs> okay. These are some examples how you can use the word cradle. I believe cradle is what a baby can lie in when it's born. Uh, I'm just going to quickly Google it just to make sure. Yeah, it's like bab a baby's bed or cot. Typically, one mountain on rockers. Aha, it's the one on rockers. So you can sort of like um, rock the, the cradle to, I guess, to uh, help the baby fall asleep. Then uh, Luke told us an interesting story about him going to university in Liverpool. And um, uh, th this is where he sort of realized that all the fans were against England. <laughs> um, and um, it was for him it was it was that moment when it became clear to him that this this is the case uh, because they were cussing england so if you cuss someone this is an interesting verb c u s s to cuss someone it pretty much means to curse or to just say some bad words some swear words um not very polite words and uh, often you say those words because you're angry yeah to cuss someone right uh, I hope you guys are not going to cuss this show. I hope, <laughs> I hope um, you find it useful and interesting. Um, yeah, and then there is one more, one more item of vocabulary, and then we are done. So, okay. Um, and the last item of vocabulary I'm explaining is to get your act together. That's when I asked Luke who can win the tournament, and he answered by saying, "If Argentina can get their act together." they can win it. Surprisingly, he mentioned Argentina after they lost to Saudi Arabia yesterday. But 
it's it's a good phrase to use to get your act together it's a it's he was responding to that defeat to that loss he thinks they still have a chance after all they have messi right so of course they have a chance and to get your act together means to start to organize yourself so that you do things in an effective way yeah i would also use the phrase of verb to bounce back so if they manage to bounce back if they get their act together they can still win it i i think it's still possible because argentina come on it's it's they are the uh, copa america winners right so they lost to saudi arabia they deserve to to lose but i don't think they are out just yet i think they will put up a fight so guys i hope you enjoyed this last bit this language corner as i call it and yeah, well, all that remains uh, to say is don't forget to subscribe to this channel if this is your first time watching because I do more videos like this. And if you don't sus subscribe, you might miss these videos. Thank you very much for listening or watching and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.